Yo, 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 what's up? What's going on, everyone? I'm your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to the All In, All Out podcast. I hope that every one of you who's listening to the sound of my voice right now is having a blessed day, a blessed end to the work week, and getting ready for the weekend. And... Just as always, I'm grateful and appreciative for every one of you taking the time out of your day to listen to what I say. I'm grateful for all the support, whether you're listening in the morning time, the afternoon time, evening, or the night time. Hey, maybe you're listening at midnight, whatever time it may be. Truly grateful and appreciative for all the support. Right before before we get to our program, Just as a reminder, please give the show a five-star rating, leave a comment, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you leave a review. I'm grateful and appreciative for any review whatsoever. Also, share it with your friends, your homeboys, your homegirls, your homies, your bros, your gals, your colleagues your acquaintances, or your quote-unquote friends. Whoever it may be, y'all, get the word out, share the program. It's been a great blessing for God to use me as a tool to have this platform and to help whomever who's listening to this program. Some days they're serious, some days it's in the middle, Some days, you just want to kick back and have some entertainment. And today is one of those days because we, or rather I, am going to speak on professional wrestling. I believe this is the first time I'm having a topic that's relating to the professional wrestling industry. Now, most people know what professional wrestling is, so I'm not going to go into detail about it, long detail about it. Long story short, it's physical acting, plain and simple. Now, just to give you a brief background on my history with professional wrestling, I started watching professional wrestling or sports entertainment as the WWE calls it in 2007 I distinctly remember watching a Monday Night Raw show at the age of nine years old and there was a match between Randy Orton and Rob Van Dam And Randy Orton used to do this move called the middle rope DDT, where you hook a guy and his head is underneath your your armpit and you just fall backwards and his head's supposed to hit the, the floor or the mat or the concrete, wherever you are in the arena or stadium. And I remember Randy Orton did 
that move on the outside where Rob's feet were on the barricade. Randy did the move. And after he did the move, I saw Rob's eyes in terror because his eyes were wide open, didn't blink whatsoever. And as a young kid, I thought he was dead. (laughs) I thought he was knocked out or something. Again, I was nine years old, didn't know it was predetermined, physical acting, so on and so forth. And I watched professional wrestling hardcore for approximately a little over a year. I was big into The Undertaker, Edge, Matt Hart, The Hardys, John Cena, Randy Orton, Triple H, Batista. I was into all that, all those characters. And one day, someone finally told me that it was fake. They used that word. And I was heartbroken to the point where I didn't watch any professional wrestling for a little over five years. And it wasn't until I saw WWE on my news feed with SummerSlam in 2013... And ever since then, I slowly and surely got back into it. And now I am a fan of professional wrestling. Watching WWE at times, TNA back in the day, which is now Impact Wrestling. And more recently, AEW, All Elite Wrestling. TNA was total nonstop action, WWE as most people know, World Wrestling Entertainment, formerly known as the WWF, which the F stood for Federation. And some of you may be asking, well, Ryan, why are you talking about professional wrestling now? What's the point of of this episode? We're going to get to it. Just be patient. Got to lay a foundation. Got to do that. So, in recent history, oh, and before we get into that, let me just make this statement about people out there who make fun of professional wrestling, says it's fake, you're a nerd, so on and so forth. Here's the only pushback I have regarding those who put down professional wrestling. And again, I'm not a hardcore fan. Uh, I'm just not a hardcore fan. I enjoy certain products. I'll watch it every now and then. And I keep up with the product. Just like a television show. But here's to the people that say, oh, it's fake. It's predetermined. Predetermined. Why do you watch it? My pushback to all of you is this right here. Then don't watch movies. Don't watch television shows. Because all of those entities, and it, I had it right the first day. Entities, here we go, are all predetermined. And I will make the argument that professional wrestling is a harder industry than movies and television shows. 
because many times those professional wrestling shows are on live television. While movies and TV shows, you can have numerous takes. If you screw up, do it again. You screw up again, do it again. While shows that are on WWE and AEW programming, most times are live. So if you screw up, it's there, live and forever. While movies and television shows, you screw up many times, most likely those videos will never see the light of day. And plus, you got stunt actors. So that's my pushback to those who put down professional wrestling. But now, for today's topic, I'm going to talk about a man that has been in the professional wrestling news and has caused major controversy within literally the last year, year and a half, and his name is Philip Brooks, a.k.a. C.M. Punk. Now, the reason why I'm talking about him, because he's a major star, as I said, controversial, and he's recently been fired from AEW. Just to give a quick back story on his career, he's been a professional wrestler for over 20 years. He's worked in Ring of Honor, TNA, WWE for a long time, I believe nine years if I remember correctly. He quit the industry because of injuries, bad management, etc. Didn't participate in the wrestling industry on a major platform for over seven years and then he decided to join this startup company recent startup company and that time 2021 in August called AEW he met his return it was all sunshine and rainbows and flowers and butterflies Everyone's saying kumbaya by the fire. Then something happened. He got hurt after Tony Khan booked him to win the title because, again, he's a big name. And this was around the spring of 2022 at their double or nothing pay per view. He was booked to win the title. He won the title. Again, it's predetermined. We got that. Then he gets hurt. He hurts his foot. He comes back. He did a little storyline with another professional wrestler named John Moxley. They had their major pay-per-view match at the All Out 2022 pay-per-view. And he tore his left triceps. Now, usually AEW they do what is called media scrums where it's, it's similar to like post-game press conferences, pre-game press conferences in the NBA, NFL, major leagues. It's that version in professional wrestling. And 
here at this media scrum was essentially the beginning of the end for CM Punk. And what I'm going to do right now is share a snippet of a 23-minute and 30-second 30, 30 audio-slash-video clip from that media scrum press conference. And this audio is from Denise Salcedo's YouTube channel. She's a reporter for professional wrestling. She's been on Sirius XM, Busted Open, which is the number one talk radio show in the country. She's been on Fightful Select and other platforms. So, again, here's a snippet. If you want to hear the full video slash audio, I'll put it in the link description below. But you could get an idea of why this was the downfall. And before I play the video... For those who are just listening, CM Punk is sitting right next to Tony Khan, who is the CEO, the president, the head of creative, head of creative means, coming up with storylines. And here's what Mr. Brooks, (laughs) not Dylan Brooks, but this Mr. Brooks said in that press conference. Take a listen. Just say your name and your cool. Hi, uh, Nick House with Wrestling Inc. I'll uh, start, Nick. Um, show of hands. Who here fancies themselves as a journalist? You're a journalist, Nick? All right. I try my best. Okay. Um, um, no, real, real quick. Go ahead. Um, you still do improv? <laughs> no, not a little bit. No? No. When you did improv, who'd you do improv with? Uh, I did it with uh, uh, Scott Colton. Hmm. Okay, so you fancy yourself a journalist. Would you say you're friends with Scott Colton? Uh, no, I haven't talked to Scott in some time. So you're not friends with him? Uh, no, no, Scott and I do not see eye to eye. Oh, wow. Well, that makes two of us. My point. Now, real quick, for those who don't know who Scott Colton is, he, his ring name, his re- professional wrestling name is Colt Cabana. He was one of the earliest signees for AEW. The company started in 2019. And when CM Punk quit in 2014, he quit the WWE. Later that year, at the time, Coco Cabana had a podcast. And CM Punk went on that podcast and essentially gave out all his grievances with the WWE, what happened, why he did what he did, certain talent that he worked with, just straight up, as the wrestling terms would say, bury these, essentially burying me, throw them under the bus. And just went off. And during that interview, that podcast, Punk mentioned about he had a staph infection, if I remember correctly, and that the doctor, I forgot the name of the doctor, didn't take care of him to the point where if it lingered any longer, that Punk possibly would have died. 
So the doctor ended up suing Punk and Cole Cabana because he said that on his platform. And during that whole legality of things, Cole Cabana and Punk had a fallen out. And Punk will explain that in the next handful of minutes. So let's continue. Point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself. And forgive me early on for the, the language in this snippet, this audio. You are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. It's okay. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. I'm not friends um, with you. I haven't had shot. anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. Uh, why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay? You call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt, I have every invoice, I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to countersue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target, and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put in... Now, now, the EVPs, real quick, that Punk is referring to, early on when AEW was founded, Tony Khan made a handful of professional wrestlers EVPs. Their names were Cody Rhodes, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, and Kenny Omega. Cody Rhodes was gone by this time, so he was referring to the other three. And they have another friend who goes by the wrestling name, Adam Page, which you will mention in a handful of, of moments. So just that quick backstory to a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him. Want nothing to do with him. Do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to, go, to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck 
like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself. For what? What did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? Tell me. Didn't do a goddamn thing. What's your name, sir? Dominic D'Angelo. Fuck the Pittsburgh Packers. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Pittsburgh. Yeah. I made it really clear in Forbes, and I just want to make it clear again. Nick it's went- not his position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. Okay? I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault, and I if I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my I fault. appreciate I should have just I'm, taken a head on because you never but said But I'm trying anything. to run a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry, it's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies. Right? I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled, and you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. All right. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. Well, that was just a snippet of a, as I mentioned, a 23-minute and 30-second clip. And again, if you want to listen to that rest, to the rest of the audio, I'll attach it in the link below. But here's what I got to say about that. Now, when it comes to journalism, professional wrestling, it's such a slippery, slippery slope. Because again, these are storylines... You're not supposed to reveal who's going to win, who's going to lose. But there's just a lot of politicking, drama, and a bunch of lies that go on in that industry. But here's where I want to hit that point. Here's a point. You got your CEO there. The head boss, the head honcho. And you're going to throw your colleagues under the bus in that manner. First of all, all that cussing is not necessary. That's first. Second of all, you didn't need to publicly throw them under the bus in that manner. Be the bigger person. Now, I recall watching that episode. I believe it was the... The dynamite before Double or Nothing, where Adam Page said what he said and Punk didn't say anything or little to nothing. And I remember watching the episode where Punk came back from the foot injury and called out Hangman Page. And in those moments, you just got to be the bigger person. You know, if that person wants to lower themselves and not go along with protocol, you take it up with your employer, which is Tony Khan, and let him handle down the punishment. You know, there have been many... I'm from the old school, man. 
Like I'm like him. Like if now now I'm not trying to fight nobody, but if you got a problem with me, you come to me. You know, don't go to your employer. Don't go to the manager. You come to me first. And if for some reason that I'm not being cooperative or I'm not behaving myself in a decent manner, then you can go to a manager and explain, hey, this situation happened. I attempted to have a conversation with this individual. They are not... They were not respectful and professional when I attempted to have a conversation with them. And that's why I'm now coming to you. And I'll tell y'all a story. At my current job right now, we is at a pet store. And there are moments or days where a person wants to buy an animal. Now... Because of my past experiences with the wireless company, and for, let's see, May, June, July, August, September, for five to six straight months, whenever the three musketeers, the snake, the rat, and the walrus, if you don't know how, why I'm referencing those names, you could go back and listen to that episode, the wireless company. Whenever I would help out a customer, and I kid you not, every time literally I would help out a customer, they would insert themselves in the conversation because they were greedy and wanted to make money. So now, when people do that, I just shut down, and I get very furiated. And I've Worked on myself by not showing it so clearly, but I'm also not a fraud. You'll know when I'm happy. You'll know when I'm sad. You'll know when I'm pissed off. You'll know. Because I'm not one of these fake it till you make it, just put on a, a happy smile and go about your day. No, I'm a human being. If I am sad, I'm just sad. <laughs> If I'm happy, I'm just happy. Simple as that. So, <laughs> this actually happened recently where I was helping out this lady in the aquatics with fish. And my colleague didn't ask for help, didn't ask for assistance whatsoever. And he decided to just insert himself into the conversation. And I was so pissed off that I, I did as professionally as possible. I just walked away. I went to the back room. And just to calm my nerves, I went to throw out trash. Because I was about to check him. And another time, closest to that situation, I was helping out a person with a hamster. And the animal manager just inserted herself in a conversation. And I didn't do anything wrong. 
it was because she didn't deem what I was what I was recommending the people good enough. I literally I was recommending a a hamster kit and she came into the conversation and said no you gotta put him in a 10 gallon tank or something along those lines so at that point I just walked away I just walked away I didn't say anything because I know how I can get and that's what you gotta do sometimes if you know you have you have the potential to go off of somebody, I'm not saying cuss them out. I'm saying just go off on them and just straight up embarrass them in front of the customer. Check them. I just walk away because I'm I'm a blunt person and I know how it can be. So here's the story. I believe it was a week or a handful of days prior. This lady came in and was interested in a gecko. And she said, oh, when are you going to be back? I said, I'll be back on such and such day. And the person came back on that day, credit to her. And one of my other colleagues, another one, this is the, oh, gosh. Another colleague of mine who was big into reptiles just inserted herself in the conversation. And you can see on my face, I'm furious because this is the first time ever since I left AT&T that someone did that to me. So after she was done helping out the lady, I pulled her to the side. Right in front of the office door. And I, I, I did it as, as nicely as possible, as professionally as possible. I really did. But I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And she had did something prior, like a week earlier, doing something similar, inserting herself in the conversation while I was helping out a customer on the phone. And... I, I gave that example. I gave the example on that day. And I said to her, like, it's getting annoying. Or rather, I probably said, you're getting annoying. And I explained why I was furious. And I explained to her, because of what I went through at AT&T, it's a trigger in a way for me that I just completely shut down. Because I went through that crap for five to six months. Five to six months. And I said what I said. I made sure she understood what I said. And and I, I'm just going to leave it at that. It, 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 it got to a point where the manager came to me and put me down in a way for... Confronting the situation, having a conversation, just being transparent. That we're grown adults. If there's something you got an issue with, come to me about it. If there's something I got an issue with with you and it needs to be addressed, I'm going to come to you. It's simple as that. I don't even remember why I got into those stories. But going back to the punk situation, 
I ain't gonna talk to your... Oh, yeah, now I remember. If you got a problem with your colleagues, go to them. It may not be comfortable, because believe when I say, I am not a person that likes controversy. I don't like having confrontations. I don't like confronting people. I don't like it. Because, one, I know who I am, and I can come off aggressive, and my demeanor can come across aggressive. But if I need to be confrontational, if I need to confront you up front, I will do that. Because I'm a young man, and I'm an adult, and these are the things you got to do as an adult at times. Simple. But with Punk, just to go and throw his colleagues on the bus, regardless of what they did, and in front of the owner of the company, that's just a fireable offense. And people like him, deep down, they think because they have a certain level, level status and certain aura about them, and certain credibility about them from a success perspective, as he mentioned about the first million dollar gate being on his back, that they can say whatever they want and get away with it. Which, in a way, he did. You know, he was out for nine months because of injury. After that media scrum, him and the other three people, the Bucks and Omega, they had a fight. Those three got suspended. Punk probably got suspended, but he was hurt, so he was going to be out either way. Then he came back. He came back nine months later when AEW was going to have a new television show, weekly episodic television show called Collision which was on Saturday nights. And Punk, again, given another opportunity to be the head of that show, the headliner of the show, essentially. And he came back in June, and not even barely two months go by. And throughout his time there, there's reports that this person wasn't allowed, that person wasn't allowed, People were sent home because Punk didn't want them there. I mean, my gosh, man. That's such a toxic work environment. Let me tell you all something. My freshman year in college, when I was at Sacred Heart, the first class I had was Business 100. And the professor asked a question. She said, raise your hand if you prefer not to have a partner, like group projects. And everyone, including myself, raised their hand. And she said, good. Now all of you are going to be in a group project of four. And people were complaining, oh, come on, why? And she gave this answer, which I agree, that... We're going to work with people we don't like. Case of point, as y'all know by now, who's been keeping up with the program, my experience at AT AT&T did not like the majority 
of people there did not like him whatsoever because of what they did. Just wicked, vile, deceiving, and is of the devil. But because I had an assignment being there, I had to learn one that be long suffering, and two how to work around those demonic entities, those wicked people. And that goes for every job. Listen, there's some people at my job that I don't like. I'm telling y'all straight up. I just don't like. And that was with every job. But there's not going to be a job unless you are a CEO for the most part, that everyone at the job you are going to like. This is most likely not going to happen. So what do you do? You work around it. You figure out how to be cohesive together and be adults, professional. And the fact that that was going on in AEW, this shows the level of unprofessionalism that was going on. So, months later, we're going full circle now. All In Happens, which was their first stadium show in Wembley, in London. And there is a confrontation between Jack Perry and CM Punk, where Perry wanted to use glass. He called out Punk while his match was going on. He went backstage, they had a confrontation, Punk punched him in the face. Khan is telling Punk, let him go, because he had him in the choke. And then Punk supposedly lunges, tried to lunge at Khan. And that whole debacle of a situation happened, it which led to Punk being fired. And here is the, the statement that Khan made before the AEW Collision show last Saturday in regards to the situation. Now, mind you, around this period of time, Labor Day weekend, they usually run three shows in Chicago for the Dynamite show. Back then, it was their Rampage show. But now is their collision show and then their pay-per-view show. And Punk being from Chicago is a major big deal. And for this to go down right before the pay-per-view, it's and collision, because Punk is and was the headline for collision. It's just this sucks because you never want to see anyone lose their job, but you do what you need to do at times. But here's Tony Khan regarding the the punk situation. Take a listen. One of the toughest decisions of my professional career. Today, I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who helped put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never 
in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel who delivered a unanimous recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation. I'm sorry to any fans who are upset by this. I'm sorry to anyone who's upset by this. Despite that, we're gonna have a great show tonight on Collision, and we're gonna have a great AEW All Out pay-per-view tomorrow here in Chicago. Last weekend was the greatest weekend in AEW history. This is the greatest week in AEW history. We're gonna continue the great momentum here tonight on Collision and tomorrow night on All Out pay-per-view. All right, that was from president and owner Tony Khan. Now, if you watch the, the video, you could clearly see he's reading from a script. And I believe it was something that the lawyers drawn up because when you use the statement that he was terminated for just cause, that, that's a legal term. That's a straight-up legality situation. And Tony Khan wanting to make sure that he's legally covered. Because Punk signed a big deal. I don't know how much he signed, but it was for sure in the seven figures. And real quick, I want to read the statement that was released today. It was announced that Philip Brooks was fired. Quote, statement from All Elite Wrestling at Tony Khan. All Elite Wrestling has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause effective immediately. Determination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager, and head of creative of AEW. The termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW All in London on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, the AEW Discipline Committee met and later convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Khan offered the following statement, quote, Phil played an important role with AEW, and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contracts with cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I am making the decision in the best interest of many amazing people who make AEW possible every week. Our talent, staff, venue operators, and many others whose efforts are unsung but essential to bring in our fans great shows on television and at arenas and stadiums throughout the world, end quote. Now, that's just all legality stuff. They, they got to cover their ends because Punk has a tendency to sue people and make bombshell revelations so it's interesting to see what is going on 
what's going to happen. Jack Perry has been suspended indefinitely, so who knows what's going to happen with him. Quite frankly, I would fire him because he just, just as a fan and seeing him talk and seeing a recent interview he did while promoting the stadium show, that man just don't care. And he's probably only there because his father, Luke Perry. (laughs) But here's a lesson for all of you, man. If you got a problem with an employer, with colleagues, do it behind closed doors. Don't air out your dirty laundry. It doesn't help nobody. It doesn't help the situation. And you're just making it worse for yourself. Even though what you're saying may be true. Your first thing you should do is talk with those people. And now, if your point isn't getting across, then I wouldn't be mad if you came out publicly and said what you said. But there's a professional way of going about it. There's a a right way of going about it. A better way, rather, going about it. Because this situation is no good either way. When people are losing their jobs. And I, I just encourage all of you, just through experience, at my most recent jobs, where I, I needed to have these confrontations, I needed to, quote-unquote, check people when they're on their nonsense. <laughs> now, it may be tough. It may be something that you don't want to do, but we're adults at the end of the day. For those who are listening and is above 18, we're adults at the end of the day. And for you young kids out there who's listening right now, start learning. Start being, start being more confident and talking with people who you got an issue with if you deem it necessary to have those conversations. And if you're working at a job, as I mentioned earlier, and the person you're attempting to have a conversation with to air out some grievances is being unreasonable, then you could go to the manager and say, hey, I've attempted to have these conversations or a conversation with this individual that I've been having an issue with, but they're being unprofessional and they're not willing to have a conversation. Therefore, here's why I'm coming to you now. And that's what you do. But don't throw people straight up under the bus. Be professional as possible and just have a conversation with these people. And if you're nervous about what they're going to say and what they will say publicly then just have a witness or have it recorded. So all your bases are covered. And that's all I got to say about that. I, I just hope that as a fan, as a fan, I would like CM Punk to come back. If he some way, somehow learns to humble himself and actually be professional as possible, come back to AEW, I would like to see him in TNA, well, Impact Wrestling, where he could just have fun and not deal with 
all the political nonsense and the the people who are there right now, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, they wouldn't allow that mess. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't believe it, we have seen the last of CM Punk of professional wrestling. Again, as a fan, I would like to see him again. But based on what we've seen and from a business perspective, if you're causing that much toxicity at the workplace, it's not worth it. It's, it's just not worth it. Okay? It, 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 you're not all that and a bag of chips to the point and you're not making that big of a difference in money and ratings to the point where it's worth keeping you. Just not. And for all of us who are working at our retail and corporate level, don't ever think you're too big and so special that you feel that you could do whatever you want, that there will be no consequence. Because at the end of the day, I, I recall when I was at one of my former places of work, and I had a colleague at the time, his name was Antonio. He was a, he was a Spanish guy. And he said to me, Ryan, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. This company, they don't care about you. They don't care about me. All you is to them is a number. And when I heard that, I knew that subconsciously. But hearing that for the first time, out when someone says that out loud, it really gave me a reality check. That at the end of the day, you're just a number to these corporations. And what you just need to do is your job. If you're working from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. or whatever your schedule may be, just do your job to the best of your ability and then go home. Go home. Because these corporations most likely will never be loyal to you when push comes to shove. These managers won't be loyal to you when push comes to shove. So just do the best job that you can do possible under reasonable circumstances. And then just go home and continue to do better and better to where you can move up in the ladder, whether it's with that employer or another employer and make as much money as you possibly can. Not being greedy, but make as much money as you can. And that's all I got to say about that. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. hope you learned something from it. I hope you were entertained by it. And with that being said, y'all, stay blessed and stay well balanced. Thank you. Peace.